and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. Today's a little different. Um, so uh, Holland and I, well, we'll explain in a minute. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today, instead of sticking with where we are in, well, before we get on to season three of Degrassi, we are taking a break and we are going to talk about the reunion episode in Next Class that featured all of our favorite like original people. Um, and a disclaimer, neither Kelsey nor I have seen any episodes of Next Class prior to this or post this. And we didn't even finish watching the original series, but also, so this will be a treat listening to us trying to make sense of the new people, but also just spoiler alert for the entire episode and for the entire series of Degrassi, because we're going to have to talk about how some storylines ended up in the original series. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this episode. Um, and our next episode, we'll dive into season three. Well, actually, our next episode is um, the season finale of season two, and then we're going to dive into season three. Holland's confused because we've already recorded season two. <laughs> so in our brains, the next recording episode is season three. Um, just a little peek behind the curtain. Um, so my first note is, wow, I hate these hashtag titles. Yes. Going onto Netflix and seeing that everything was titled hashtag something made me irrationally angry. But this episode title is hashtag throwback Thursday, which is probably the only appropriate hashtag title use that I can accept because it is the reunion episode. Full disclosure, I kind of loved this. This whole thing just filled me with joy. I was so happy. I didn't even hate the new characters. There were a few people that I really could have done without. But I was just like, I'm thrilled. I'm so happy right now. This is just like, I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Same. So it opens up with, it is the 60th re, like anniversary of Degrassi as a whole. Tristan, I believe is his name, is the class president and is like super amped about it. There's like a gala performance happening. And then Liberty, in walks Liberty, our first <gasps> reunion person. She's dressed up like a straight up mom. Liberty is here and ready and awesome. And she mentions straight off that she's in law school right now. So it's nice to catch up with Liberty and like see where she's at. I'm not surprised. And then she is closely followed behind by Holly J. And you said his name is Tristan. Yeah. Tristan is like, Holly J, you're my idol. And I'm like, same. <laughs> because he's like so like type A trying to be Holly J, which is kind of cute. Although he's a, he's super annoying for most of this. Um <laughs> Also, why do Liberty and Holly J know each other? Did they know each other at the end of um, Next Generation? I think so. I feel like Holly J might be like two to three years younger than Liberty. So they like would have been at Degrassi at the same time. But again, I don't totally know. I don't know. I'm not really questioning any of the logic. Yeah, because they're like, so good to see you again. And I'm like, do you guys know each other? But all right, that's fine. Um, And then, so, you know, Tristan is like, Holly J, you're my idol. And we're like, yeah, we know. Of course she is. And they're walking and he trips over something, 
which made me laugh. And it's this girl with pink hair sitting on the floor. Um, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, um, starting a sit-in. And I'm like, oh, man, where's Emma? She's going to be so into this. I know. The first thing that popped in my brain was like, and mini Emma. But then she was like, my boyfriend got suspended for fighting. And I think it's unfair. And I'm like, all right, that doesn't sound like the most stable, like, sit-in reason. Like, it didn't seem very high stakes until, like, we learned, like, kind of more about why her boyfriend got suspended and, like, who her boyfriend was. But because never seeing this, I'm like, okay, that's kind of a weak thing to sit in about. Yeah, at first I was annoyed, and then I was like, oh, this got good. Um, I loved the lip ring girl who was like, I'm on board for this. Um, plus, I just kind of like her whole steez. Like, can we talk about fashion? I know that it's early, but I just, I've got a lot of fashion feelings. Sure. I didn't really take any fashion notes, but I can try to recall all of my feelings. I have a thousand fashion notes. I have enough fashion notes to make up for us both because <laughs> I'm so into it. Because, uh, I mean, the fashion isn't as funny because it's not like a throwback type of situation. Instead, I'm just like, I love everything. Um, so, yeah, lip ring girl. Um, I'm into her and her lip ring and her, like, mermaid hair. Um, and I also like pink hair girl. Like, she has a whole Ellie style thing happening. Um, but it's, like, not quite trying so much. I don't know. I like it. Um, I do not love uh, Tristan's suit in the beginning, the white one. I think that he needed a bolo tie to like top it all off. I don't know if that plaid shirt guy is his boyfriend or not, but he's crazy hot and I love his plaid shirt. Um, Peter looks okay. Um, <laughs> I love Tiny's like whole outfit thing that he has. He's wearing like these like like construction boots and like this whole thing and I love his cool hair um um I liked Craig's like beanie singer songwriter look oh my god when Craig came on the screen by the way Kelsey literally shrieked it was amazing and I can talk about like old people fashion um Spinner looks like a straight up mob boss when he comes in. He his I mean, part of it's probably not totally his fault because his hair is kind of receding a little bit. I'm guessing maybe when he had to shave it all off for that cancer storyline and maybe didn't grow in the way that he wanted to on the way back. And now it's like sad. Um, I wasn't in love with Paige's like daytime outfit, but her gala outfit was amazing. Out of control, good. She's doing this thing that I really like, which is like a like crop top with a matching skirt, but they're like fancy. It's not like a like a going out crop top, you know. And it's it's amazing. Um, Holly J's gala outfit is just very Holly J. Like I like the skirt. I wasn't crazy about the top that she paired with it. Yeah, it was all. It was fine. Um, I liked Emma's outfit originally. It was just, it's like lots of high-waisted skirts and crop tops in this episode because it is 2016. Yeah, that is true. Um, I, I wish that Manny was here for this because um, I feel like she would have had a great outfit. Um, and then I also, my last like real note is that I really liked um, Liberty's outfit when she was protesting. She was wearing this like lacy like, but like cotton lace, you know, like navy shirt that I thought looked really good on her. Her hair also looks great, by the way. Yeah, Liberty looks good. And the only other fashion note that I can think of is 
like why the fuck are the ho why is the girl host of this gala wearing a straight up ball gown? Like it's a it's like a high school gala, like calm down. She's wearing goddamn gloves. Whatever. I have a lot of feelings about how much I don't like those people. Um, okay, so I'm done with fashion. Are you good? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm done. Cool. All right. So yeah, no. Lip grin girl. I like her holsties. Um, she hops in and like Tristan is like, oh my god, what's happening? No, stop it, stop it. And Liberty's like, actually, I'm gonna join you. I'm all about this. And I'm like, of course you are, because you're awesome. Like, I think Liberty like grew into herself, and now she's like, I don't know. I I like Law School Liberty. Like, I would buy that Barbie doll. Yeah, Law School Liberty is definitely. I'm on board for this version of Liberty. And then after this happens, we hear the new theme song, which we did place at the beginning of this episode, but I don't like it. It sounds like Potential Breakup Song by Allie and AJ, but like a way worse version of it. I hate it so much. I don't I don't understand that reference, but I, I hate this so much. It is the worst thing. I, I think I know who Allie and AJ is. The one girl is on iZombie now. Um, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You would probably know the song if you heard it. Um, they were like Disney Channel people. Allie was on that Phil of the Future show. So yeah, then she is on iZombie now. She has brown hair. She looks great. Um, but yeah, so I fucking hate this theme song. But we put it at the beginning of this episode because we wanted to like differentiate from our usual stuff. Um, and then we are in the gym with like, and they're like doing, they're, I don't know, whatever. They're like watching um the like per- the what are they like hosts i guess of the show yeah like the mcs i guess i just know the guy's name is winston and he's like doing awkward dance moves on the stage while like tristan is talking to i think his boyfriend the really hot guy in the flannel i don't know what his name is don't know what the girl host name is either but they're like talk they're like tristan like checks in with him throughout the episode about how he wants the day to be perfect Yeah, I think he's the boyfriend. I just wrote, hello, plaid shirt. (laughs) Um, And that's my only note on him. Um, So, yeah, he's very cute. Um, I was immediately confused by the racist girl storyline. Like, we kind of get filled in as the episode goes on. I can't tell if they're trying to make her a sympathetic character because based on everything that they're saying about what she did, I don't like her. Same. Yeah. So our introduction to her in this episode, she's like sitting on the floor in the hallway by her locker, reading a book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And then her, I'm assuming, boyfriend, he's like kind of bad boy-esque. He looks like Spinner, the season where he had that emo haircut, light. Like he's trying really hard to be edgy looking. But he like comes over and talks to her and she's like, oh my God, I hate how everyone thinks I'm racist. I made a mistake. They're calling me Ku Klux Fran. I was like, wait, what? What is happening? And then we learned that like there was a prank war and like something happened with the gorilla poster. And it again just made me not like her even more. Yeah, I was immediately uncomfortable. I understand that like I, I think we're supposed to be feeling kind of bad for her, but I don't at all I'm like I just I don't and like maybe she started off as a good character that people liked and she made a mistake but god damn no I I feel no sympathy for this girl like 
it's fucked up. But yeah, I just wrote, what the fuck is this racist girl storyline? Um, and then Peter looks, eh. You know, yeah. he, he they like they need someone to sing because their like singer is sick. Um, like she lost her voice, uh, you know, like Hazel style um, in shout. But anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so so like Peter walks over and he's like, I need a girl to sing. And she's like, I'll sing. And he's like, OK, cool. Um, and then they like do a band practice or whatever. Yeah, and then so after that, we see pink hair girl go meet Tiny, her boyfriend, who's been suspended for fighting. And she's talking to him about how, like, a protest is starting. And he's like, I don't want to call any attention to this. Like, I don't want you to, like, use me as a symbol. I just want to, like, do my time and, like, focus on school so I can get good grades. Like, stop pushing me into this. Which is fair. I mean, you know, he has a right to that. Like, he was clearly wronged. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I understand that he's like, I want to go to university. I don't want to, like, drag this around, you know, which I totally understand. And I love Tiny. And I think Pink Hair Girl is a little annoying, but I also like her. I'm I'm conflicted on her as, like, as a human. But I kind of like her as a character. Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm in the same boat on her. Um, So they have that conversation and then like then I think she goes back to school and she's like guys let's shut this down tiny doesn't want this and then lip ring girl is like this is bigger than tiny like there's a real problem with racism at Degrassi and she's like okay yeah I guess this is bigger than him I'm on board again well no no no. she's like I don't know if Degrassi has a racism problem and they're like what and I'm like what because it's also the world, so it has a racism problem. And she's like, I'm going to go prove it. And I'm like, sure you are. <laughs> um, but we are back in the gym, and Craig is there. And you guys, I screamed. I hyperventilated. I alarmed Holland's neighbors. I, I genuinely, like, I had a panic attack. I'm still, like, riled the fuck up. I have a lot of feelings about this. He was amazing. Uh, Tristan was clearly dying and I just wrote and I didn't know Tristan's name this whole time so I just wrote same president same um, I I literally hyperventilated I just in all caps OMG Craig I am dead <laughs> like that is how I felt about this he's there he's like was that okay and I was like yes oh my god oh my god that was fine oh my god and the president basically did the same thing <laughs> so I was like we understand each other yeah, basically the entire gym is swooning, and so were we, probably Kelsey more so than I, but like we were both like on board. I was very excited that his little introduction slash moment was a song, and he was, was he singing a song he had sang before? Was yeah, it like it the one from the movie? Cool. Yeah. It's called, I think it was like, I Will Rescue You was the song. I feel like that's the song he sings in the movie, and it's like like a song that has to do with Ellie. But I could be wrong. I have no idea. It sounded familiar. I was on board for the entire experience. So then after Craig is done, though, they're like, Mo something or other. I think that his, this guy's name was Mo. That's what I caught. Is going to do stand up. I have no idea who this person is, but apparently he's somebody returning as well. He must have been in a later season that I had nothing to do with. And he starts telling jokes and he's like, Oh my God, back in my day, we had to go up to a girl and ask them out on a date. I'm like, you were only here like two years ago. Like, 
you were still were bound to your tell your phone back in like 2013. There's not a lot of things that are worse than bad stand up, and this is like spectacularly bad stand up. Like it hurt my feelings that it was there and I had to watch it. And then he turned it into like a protest. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I get that you're speaking your mind. And I guess, that, but I was like, that's the closest he got to like being good at anything. And I was like, this is terrible. Like this is bad stand up. Um, and like he pisses off Tristan. Who's like, stop. He's like, I liked the earlier stuff that you were talking about. He was like, yeah, it was my like light intro. And now I'm getting into like the meat and potatoes. And I'm like, you're not that edgy. Like you're just cu- saying like things that are happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like he's not like commenting on racism. He's just like talking about like people protesting in general. Um, but whatever, it's fine. But yeah, Tristan's like, you can't do this. Sorry. Bye. Cause he's trying to be like controlling and make it like an all positive thing. And you know, completely ignoring, like, all the things that are, like, great about Degrassi as a school. Yeah, Tristan is just, like, making sure everything in the show has, like, does not make any kind of waves, and it becomes kind of tyrannical. Um, But then I think after this is when we see the scene of Peter and Sav and racist girl practicing. I think it's, like, Degrassi's school song or something. And then it comes out, they, like, learn that the girl is, like, the racist girl. And they're like, oh, no, I, like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, Sav is like, I want to go into politics one day. Like, I don't want to, like, be tagged in a photo with you in it on Facebook. And then Peter's like, oh, yeah, at my studio, I work with a lot of black guys. So, like, I'm going to leave. Which, like, I mean, both statements are fair. Um... I wouldn't want to be tagged in a photo with that girl either because that sort of thing really can have like ramifications. But also Peter's like just so awkward. I work with a lot of black guys. I'm like, okay, Peter. (laughs) How about just be like, I disagree with what you did because like that's when we find out that it had something to do with a gorilla poster and we're like, ooh, this is not great. I'm not. Nope. Nope. I'm not on board. Like I I have no sympathy for this person (laughs) like at all. Like fuck this girl, honestly. Yeah, I was like, ooh, okay, yeah, I would walk away from you too. So after this, Pink Hair Girl is outside talking to one of her friends. First, she asks Siri, like, how do I prove that racism doesn't exist? And Siri is like, I don't understand. I'm like, why the fuck would you ask Siri that question? And then she's like, I don't know how to prove it. And And then Marco and Paige stroll along. I love it so much. Marco's like talking about podcasts. Yeah. It's amazing. Marco starts talking about podcasts and I like rose out. I was like, Marco! <laughs> I'm just, I'm so excited that Marco and Paige are there. I'm so excited that they're still best friends. They're amazing. They're just, they're amazing. And they're talking about podcasts and it felt really meta because I'm like, that's what we do. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah, we were very very excited i'm just so happy that they're there like i had chills but marco is making all these great points about you know what they're talking about with like zero tolerance policies and it's like you know it sounds like a good thing but like you know there are exceptions to it and it ends up just being as bad as everything else like you know it's and it it's like it's often like sexist and racist and it's like really great points are being made like I I mean I was going to talk about this at the end but 
I just, I feel like one thing about Next Class that I've learned is that because it's more recent, people have kind of learned how to tackle stuff like this. Like, I think that this show is doing a much better job at this kind of topic than Next Generation would do. Like, just based on the racism episode with Hazel compared to this racism episode, just, like, night and fucking day. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how far Degrassi has come with tackling larger issues like this in, like, the past 15 years. Um, Because, yeah, that episode with Hazel was, like, there was way more problematic things about it than not. Like the like the one shining moment in that episode was when like Radich was saying like like racism starts like with a small comment and it can like build up to bigger ramifications. And then but everything else was like, uh, oh, this is was not handled very well. But I would say I think this did a really good job at just like showing like, yes, systematic racism exists, by the way. Like, it did a good job with presenting the information in, like, a palatable way. They, I think that ju- they just did a great job with this. Um, but anyway, so Marco is making some really excellent points. And Paige is agreeing. And they're both being amazing. Um, and I had chills the whole time. And that was it. And then um, we cut to Spinner is walking with Mr. Simpson. And he... Did he comment on the attractiveness of high school girls? Was that his opening line in this show? I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that because I was like, oh my God, Spinner looks like a mob boss. And I wasn't really paying attention to what he was saying. But I would not be surprised if he said that. But if he did, creepy. Um, But then he calls Mr. Simpson dad. I wanted to die. I just, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe they're still married. So, Spinner and Emma got married at the end of Degrassi. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So yeah, Spinner calls Mr. Simpson dad, and I'm like, ugh, gross. Yeah, and it just confirmed that this is still a thing, and I hate it. And I wanted, I just wanted Sean to show up and be like, fuck you, I'm stealing her away or something, but Seriously. I knew that would never happen. But uh, I just wanted it to not be a thing anymore. It sucked, but you know what? It's fine. And he, yeah, and uh, Mr. Simpson looks good. I like his beard. He's not really gray yet. It's kind of amazing. Um, And then we're back with Holly J and Tristan in the gym. And, of course, she's still involved, and he's, like, reporting to her with itineraries and shit because she's Holly J, and she can't not be that person. Um, But she's, like, you know, I, she's trying to, like, talk some sense into him and she's like wait you you told people that they can't do things because she's like why isn't manny on here anymore which same where the fuck is cassie Steele? but whatever um and he's like well i just want it to be a positive experience and you know she i think that she's being really cool with it like she's like she's trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because i think she sees a lot of herself in him and she's like i'm sure it's gonna be great yeah, and there was also a mention, a passing mention to Terry, and he's like, oh yeah, your speech, you're now going after Terry McGregor, and I was like, Terry, why isn't she here? Why isn't she there? I like, there are certain people that I just don't understand why they weren't there. Like, Nina DeBrev, I understand, kind of, even though she's friends with Miriam McDonald, so it's like, what? 
and <laughs> Drake, I understand. <laughs> For sure. And there are some other people that were just smaller characters that I understand not being there. But I mean, like, I feel like Stacey Farber could have gone. She's been on other Canadian television since then. Um, so maybe that's it. But like, there, but like Terry could have been there. Like, you know. Yeah, Terry could have been there. Manny could have been there. Ellie could have been there. Sean could have been there. And I mainly, I mainly say that because... Last year, in 2015, there was, like, a whole reunion thing, and, like, Adama Ruggiero interviewed, like, all of those people and more who had been on, like, the original run, and I feel like this episode was shot around the same time as that, too, so I'm like, where are these people? Why aren't they here? Seriously, but you know what? It's fine. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I was sad about it, but they did get Jake Epstein. (laughs) I'm still like really I'm still reeling. Um it's fine. Whatever. Um and then Emma shows up because the protest is still on. Um you know, the girl pink hair is like she's like, "Okay, I'm on board." Like I, you know, I under like I understand like this is fucked up. It's about more than tiny now. Give me a sign. And Emma comes over with Liberty and she's like what's going on this is a cool thing and I'm like of course you're into it but she's so cute but I still hate that she's married to Spinner because she's like she's like you know Snake never mentioned any first of all why does Spinner call Mr. Simpson dad but Emma still calls him Snake she's like Snake didn't mention anything when Spinner and I were over there for dinner on Sunday and I'm like ew I hate this (laughs) Uh, why are they married it doesn't make sense but yeah but then like pink hair girl it's like, all right, yeah, I'm in it. And then I believe, oh, yeah. And then Tiny comes by and is like, um, I thought you were going to shut this down. And she's like, this is bigger than you now. And he's like, well, my face is on all the posters. And she's like, well, what, did, what would you do if it were somebody else's face? And then she, like, sets him down and, like, talks him in a kind of, like, unintentional condescending manner oh where, he, where she's like, Tiny, like, I don't think that, did you know that you were treated unfairly here because of your race? And he's like, he like starts laughing at her and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> I was just like, pink hair girl, why are you so white splaining? Because I'm like, of course he knows that. Like he, he is that. What? <laughs> She's like, did you know? And he was like, yes, because <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> It was like veering on a little, yeah, it was like white splainy kind of veering on like white savior complex. Uh And I was like, he's like, yeah, I know I am a black person. Like, I get it. And, but then she was like, oh my God, I like, I don't like to think that that happens here. And he's like, I know it's not great. And oh, and then she talks, she says like how she mentioned it to Mr. Simpson and he didn't want to deal with it. And he's like, oh, wow, you talked to Mr. Simpson about it. And then he kind of starts getting on board with protesting. Which is like, yay, now everybody's on board for the protest. Except for this Frankie girl who is the worst. Um, <laughs> she's, ugh, I don't know. So now the gala has started. I hate the opening monologues. They're like, should we kiss? I'm like, what is happening? I fucking hate you guys. I don't know who they are, but I hate them. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Um, and I like, they're talking, like, they're, 
they're talking and he's like looking at her and it's supposed to be like I think it's supposed to be like a sexual tension moment or at least that's what they're trying to play it off as because she's like we should we shouldn't kiss right now because we're on stage but it's like it just looks like he's nervous or is like not paying attention like he's just blankly staring at her it's very uncomfortable so yeah I fucking hate these monologues um and racist girl is like freaking out and I guess her boyfriend I don't know is like you know we uh you can bail if you want she's like I can't bail I can't let the school down which like "Mm, okay (laughs) um she's like I just need to get some air and she's in the hallway and she's watching the protest and she's like no what hath I wrought um and then Paige and Spinner walk over arm in arm and I loved seeing them walk arm in arm I'm like even though like they shouldn't be dating anymore. I'm like, but this still makes more sense to me than Spinner and fucking Emma. Like, why? But I love seeing them walk arm in arm and they're like, oh, hey, is that your face on there? She's, and then Frankie, I think her name is, is like freaking out. And like, she starts talking to Paige and Spinner about like making mistakes and Paige being like, well, if you're going to make mistakes, Degrassi's a great place to do it. And Spinner like goes through like kind of a little list of some of the things he did wrong at Degrassi's like oh I got a boner in class um weird way to I leave. did some I can't remember what the other thing was he said but he's like I got my, I kind of accidentally got my best friend shot which like yeah yeah you did that um and then racist girl goes you think I can make it through and I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> fucking kidding me and then spinner mentions 500 because it's the 500th episode which Holland pointed out it's it's real it's it's a rough interaction i just don't like this girl so any interaction with her is kind of bumming me out but i did love um spinner and Paige walking together and talking and joking around and being like we used to date that was a dumb thing and i'm like you guys i love you guys yeah and that was like one of Paige's mistakes she was like, I did that him. That was a mistake. Oh, yeah. And Spinner's like, I kind of chewed on you. That was a mistake. And I was like, oh, my God. So many, so much history. Can't wait to see it all play out. We already saw the boner part. So let's bring on the more high stakes things. Um, yes. But then it like kind of gives her hope to like, or it gives her a little bit of a boost to like be able to go on the stage. But I'm like, I feel like this isn't the right way to handle your your how she is feeling about things like I would have liked it better if she had like gone out with the protesters and been like yeah what I did was wrong I'm here with you I want to like I've learned from my mistakes maybe let me join you now like I feel like something like that maybe should have happened but that didn't happen at all I thought that that's what was going to happen when she was standing out there. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's fine. (laughs) Um, So then, um, you know, she goes on the stage and the cops come to the protesters. And they're like, you know, they basically are threatening. And they're like, you know, you can't make noise. You can't be in the street. You have to go away. And they're like, you can protest, but you can't be loud and you have to be on the other side of the street. And they're like, and at first they're fighting them on it. And he's like, turns to like pink hair girls. I think her best friend. Well, no, he turns to her best friend. He's like, can you put a muzzle on your friend? And she's like, are you calling my friend a dog? And pink hair girl is just like livid and everyone's mad. And then she's like, you know what? Fine. 
let's go to the other side, which is like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think Degrassi is going to tackle police brutality, but like, I'm like, that's a little bit what might happen here. It's probably a good move to move away just because it's like, yeah, it's, it's scary. But do, do Canadian cops have guns? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the gun control laws are in Canada. I know in the UK they don't have guns. Um, but I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so they basically, they move to the other end of the street. And then Frankie, or no, not Frankie, pink hair girl is like, uh, she like brings in these lights. Because I think she like works, her family owns a restaurant or something. And she's like, this is like cheap billboards. And then they shine these lights into the auditorium while Frankie is singing. Um, and it's like shining these lights that spell out messages. And it's saying like, like racism exists here. Or racism lives here. Like stuff, like kind of just a couple bullet points about their protests into onto the walls of the gym while the racist girl is singing. It's kind of awesome, actually. It's like it's a genius move and it's visually very interesting. And I was just like so into it. And basically the entire auditorium like laughs this girl off of stage. And Tristan goes up and he's like, we don't do that here. Like we don't laugh people off of stage like that's not cool. And he's like, we shouldn't silence anyone. He's like, he's like, you know, I'm a part of this. I'm involved. I need to change this. So they so he and Mr. Simpson go out and get the protesters and pink hair girl gets on the stage and she makes a nice little speech um, about, you know, how she loves Degrassi and she loves her school and she can do things like protest and not get in trouble. And, you know, and she's like, you know, but just because a place is, is good doesn't mean it can't be better. And this place needs to be better, um, which is a really good point. And I think it's interesting you know, the the juxtaposition of, you know, the last episode that I think it was the last episode we did or it was a few ago, the Emma protesting episode. Um, it was I think it was two ago. But the Emma protesting episode where Mr. Radich condemns her for protesting and she's not even protesting this big and she's doing it by herself compared to Mr. Simpson as a principal who literally invites the protester, you know, after like some time, eventually literally invites her into the gym to give a speech about what she's doing and why she's doing this. Like just the difference between the two like principles and like just like, you know, regimes of the school is like huge. Yeah. And yeah, I I definitely wrote down like Mr. Simpson is a much better principal than Mr. Radich. And I think and yeah, Mr. Simpson like never really had a problem with them protesting he's just like you can't do it on school property I think um but yeah her speech was really great um I think it opened up a great dialogue so then after the speech she talks to Mr. Simpson about how uh they think zero tolerance has exceptions and like it's a flawed system and Mr. Simpson is like I mean I don't know if like they I don't think it's been like used improperly but I'm always here to have to open a discussion and I think we should look into it and that's essentially how the episode ends and I was like oh Mr. Simpson you're so like you're so great at being able like having an open dialogue with your students he's an awesome principal he was a great teacher when he was a teacher I'm just I'm very on board for it and he's like 
you need a representative and they elect pink hair girl, which is nice. And she's like me. And they're like, yeah, you did a good job. Kind of. Um, and then the episode ends with a racist girl and her boyfriend leaving the school. And she's basically being like, I'm never going back to Degrassi. And I'm like, and I just, I'm like, you know, based on, I mean, we've only seen this episode, but based on this episode, I'm kind of fine with this girl never going back. Like disappear into oblivion. You suck. Yeah. I wasn't that broken up about it. And I was like, and I also thought it was a little much that they were playing the Degrassi song in the background that ends Degrassi is my home. Like as she was saying, I'm never coming back. I was like, oh God, I don't care. Go away. You made some awful choices and I don't want to look at you anymore. But you know what? If you um, watch Next Class and you guys have like anything that you want to say about this storyline or like any way to like defend this girl, like maybe there's something that we're missing because we don't watch this like version of this show. So, I mean, I know that like, like I know that some of people that listen to us watch it. So like, like Thomas, I think, listens. So Thomas, feel free to tweet at us <laughs> um, and let us know if you want to defend this person or if anyone else listens to next class or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't care about this girl. I'm like, she seems like a garbage person. Yeah, she seems like, I mean, the way that I was interpreting it, it like, it seems like she regrets it and it was a mistake but she also doesn't really do anything to remedy her mistake. She just kind of sits around feeling sorry for herself, which I wasn't a fan of. You know, I'm not on board. I just don't care about her. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I just it was nice to see everyone again, even though like I wish like certain people had come back like Ellie. But it was just like it was so good. And it was a good episode. Like it, it was impactful. And I liked that they picked an episode like this that was going to have so much traffic um just based on like it being the throwback episode with all the old people in it i like that they chose to tackle something as big as you know racism and black lives matter and stuff like that and they did it really well too like i think a lot of work went into this episode and it paid off and i liked that they decided to use this as their platform yeah i think that was a really smart move on the their part for that um but yeah i actually i really enjoyed it too and i think we can maybe do some of our normal segments with the episode sure i mean ship of the episode is not emma and spinner i mean my ship of the episode is pink hair girl and tiny i'm on board same i i like that relationship i support it or maybe tristan and hot flannel guy just because hot flannel guy deserves to be happy because he's so pretty so pretty. And you know what? Tristan's very pretty, but his uh, whole demeanor for the first, like, almost all the episode was so aggressive that I was like, I can't deal with you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm full on pink hair girl and tiny. Um, who is your spirit squad captain? Probably pink hair girl, just because she is kind of leading the entire protest throughout the episode. And she's like doing, she's like taking the most action. I think even like when she's like trying to prove that it doesn't exist, she's like actively working towards something the entire episode. And she made a great speech and she's now going to be like the liaison in this zero tolerance um, policy thing. 
I would agree with that. I think that's a good answer. Um, I'm also going to go with Marco. <laughs> I know that he's in it for like a minute. But like he's like a big part of like what changes her opinion. And he's like, you know, this is a big thing. And it's like what you're feeling is like very real. And it's like this is what's actually happening. Like zero tolerance policy sounds good, but is bad. So I'm also going to go with Marco, I guess. Because um, I don't really know anyone else in this episode. <laughs> Um, and I, I feel like the moral's pretty clear, but do you want to like summate it? Black lives matter and systematic racism exists. Yep. <laughs> Fight it. Um, basically. Yeah. And they, they do a good fucking job with it too. Um, so we have, uh, since we're not going to be able to do the YouTube comments cause this was on Netflix. Um, we have a whole bunch of grapevines. So I think what we're going to do is start off with uh, an email that we got. I'm not sure if we're going to read the whole thing because it's kind of long. Um, we might try to read the whole thing and then like maybe cut into it or something. I don't know. Um, so we got an email from Sarah Garnett. And she just she told us that she went on a listening binge to catch up and that she's around the same age as us. So she remembers the good old days of the N and like all the message boards like they like the Degrassi and Radio Free Roscoe message boards I was definitely all up on those message boards on the N I even I don't there but on the N there were boards for like things that weren't even the N related there were like uh there were even like Harry Potter message boards I remember reading a lot of theories for the seventh Harry Potter book on the N.com I even hosted something called Harry Potter survivor on those message boards, by the way, where I would like have a list of characters and have people vote people off every week. It was a whole thing. This is what I did in seventh grade. I was really heavily involved in all Daria message boards exclusively. Um, but yeah, so she's she like, oh, yes, I was there for that, too. Um, she said that some of the couple uh, first seasons were triggering for her so the podcast is helping her like be able to skip watching it but still keeping up so it's really cool that we could help you with that sorry I'm like totally running through this because it's a very long email um but she did point something out that we missed that was really interesting that kind of ties back to the end.com um in the weird science episode there was confusion about why Ellie gave Spinner her number, and she said, I immediately said aloud, why are they confused? She gave him the number of a pizza place instead of her own. I was then confused myself because that fact was never mentioned by us. Um, finally, I remembered why I had this mem memory of Ellie giving Spinner a fake number. There was a website that had online profiles and diaries of the characters. It was either on the N or another site for a TV channel broadcasting Degrassi. I remember reading Spinner's diary entry where, where he talked about the events of the above-mentioned episode. The entry had him being happy about getting Ellie's number, then confused since he tried calling her and reached a pizza place instead. I'm now on a mission to find this website just to make sure I'm not going crazy. And I thought that was very interesting because I had no idea that existed. Yeah, if you find this website, can you please send us the link? Sometimes um, Trisha, who occasionally tweets at us, will send us some um, really fun uh, Tumblr links to like, uh, like weird, um, like almost like fan fiction, but like their Instagrams, they're awesome. Um, 
if you guys want to know about them, I mean, you can tweet at us and I'll like send it to you. I just, I don't, I can't read out an entire link because that would be very boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, if you find those, that website, like I would go maybe even to like the Wayback Machine website. I have found like old web pages of the end.com that way just to like see what it looked like. There was like a quiz about like who is the cutest person on Degrassi or something that I found that was like posted in 2005 and it was amazing. So I use that tool to your advantage for this thing because I want to read about these diary entries. And if you guys want to send us any emails, please do. We are whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com and emails are our favorite. We also love tweets though. Um, we have a few. So we have um, some tweets from Rachel Seth at OMG. It's Rachel. Um, and she says, okay, I did it. I finally started rewatching Degrassi TNG from season one. Holy shit, Emma's hair is bonkers. And then she follows up with, and baby Manny, she's the cutest. But budding future nice guy Toby, ugh. <laughs> to, I agree on all points. Yeah, just reading those, I was like, same. And I think I responded. And not to mention the flaming dolphin pants. The pants are out of control. Um, Yeah, thankfully Emma's hair gets better very quickly throughout season two. Um, But yeah, it starts off bad. Uh, nice guy Toby. Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, and then we also have a tweet from Caitlin Riley at Riley Tweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y. And she says, listening to this podcast in L.A. traffic 24-7. You guys should do the new reunion special on Netflix. We did. Woo! We did it. Also, thanks for listening, Caitlin. We like that you listen to us in traffic because uh, we don't drive anymore. But I listen when I'm stuck on the train to other people's podcasts. So whenever I like hear stuff like that from people, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're just like me. Yeah, that's actually when I lived in L.A. two years ago. My commute was two hours both ways. I was commuting from Orange County to Westwood. Caitlin, you will probably be the only person who understands how awful that would be. And I, this is how I started like binging on podcasts. So I understand. I feel your pain. I'm sorry. I hope you're not taking the 405 because that's what I had to take. And we have uh, another one actually from Rachel Seth. Um from it was like a few days after those um she's still and now she's into season two and she tweets at us and again she's at omg it's rachel ashley's goth hair is so fluffy i'm not sure what's worse triangle hair or fluffy pixie cut i think triangle hair is worse for sure definitely triangle hair because triangle hair she's not even trying <laughs> she's just like this is it like at least with like fluffy pixie cut she's like doing her best <laughs> So if you ever want to tweet at us, we are at Degrassi Pod. Uh, we highly recommend you do because then we'll like read it on here and we'll plug your Twitter. Um, and uh, also we have Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. Um, and also we're on SoundCloud. That might be how you found us. Um, we are also on iTunes, uh, which if you guys could rate and review us, that would be very, very extremely cool. Um, because then that's how other people find us and we like the attention. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and, uh, Twitter at Kelsex with a Z. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. 
And if you do leave us a review on iTunes, we'll read that on the show too, if that's like an incentive that you care about. But I think it's cool. Yeah, we're not going to do anything else. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and some podcasts like like Tiny Fences like will sing to you. We're not going to do that. Um, we have bad voices um, and we are not musicians. Um, but we will thank you a lot and like we'll blow you air kisses. I don't know. Maybe we'll insert you into a mini Degrassi fan fiction or something based on what your username is and what you say and we'll like ship you with somebody or something that's genius okay yeah we'll ship you with someone we'll tell you um who we'll ship you with on degrassi next generation um so yeah that would be awesome and then as far as like another thing that i'm gonna plug because i'm enjoying it um i don't know if i've already plugged this but yesterday i went to see their live show uh the thrilling adventure hour it's a podcast. Um, it's kind of not on anymore, but they are still occasionally putting out episodes and doing live shows. Um, and they came to New York yesterday, so I was really excited. Um, but they're awesome. It's like um, it, I, the tagline is like a new time podcast in the style of old time radio. And it's amazing. Yeah, I saw all your Instagram photos and it looked like a lot of fun. And I need to start listening to that. Um, I'm going to plug, I feel like all I do lately is plug original series on Netflix, but I'm going to plug the newest season of BoJack Horseman because yesterday I watched the entire season three in one sitting. Um, I was a little under the weather due to activities the night before because it was Kelsey's birthday. Happy birthday to Kelsey, by the way. This is our birthday weekend podcast extravaganza. Um, but yes, BoJack Horseman all of it. Season three just came out, but maybe take the opportunity to binge watch all of it because it's really good. It stars like Will Arnett, Paul F. Tompkins. Um, oh my God. I'm blanking on his name. Jesse from Breaking Bad. I know your name. Aaron Paul. Paul. God, why did I forget that? Um, everyone's amazing. You should watch it. I also recommend that. And there's some crossover with ours because Paul F. Tompkins is also in the main cast for Thrilling Adventure Hour. Paul F. Tompkins, we love you very much. <laughs> Like, you're our favorite of the people. You're amazing. And he's so good as Mr. Peanut Butter. So, yeah, I second that. And thank you for the happy birthday. You guys, I'm 25. It's gross. Um, <laughs> so that's it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in to this, like, very special episode of Whatever It Takes. Yes, thank you so much. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.